1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance of the USA Wealth Group. It's time to get your finances in order. MoneyWise starts now. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to MoneyWise. Good morning to attorney Mike Coleman. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. Good morning to Peter Lance. Good morning, Pete. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. And happy Father's Day to everyone who's listening. Or if you are listening and you're not a father, you had a father at some point in time. So do something nice for Father's Day today. Let's just start off today with a very important presidential quotation from George W. Bush. He said, I've been to war. I've raised twins. If I had a choice, I'd rather go to war. That's really silly and ridiculous. I thought that was kind of funny. (laughs) It's tough raising kids, isn't it, Pete? It is tough, but I wouldn't change it for the world. It's the best job ever. So I'm meeting very shortly with your son, who's going off to college fairly soon, and he has to have a very short haircut. So to give him some inspiration, I had my own haircut a little bit shorter. And we'll see what he thinks about it. It is shorter than it's been in a very long time. Yep. It is. You know what I discovered, gentlemen, fairly recently? I discovered what a smart bunch of people we have working in our office. I guess sort of instinctively you've always known that, but we have uh, Brody, who just graduated from University of Massachusetts, magna cum laude. And if you don't know what that means, ladies and gentlemen, most people just graduate, and they're glad that they graduate. If you graduate with honors, you can be cum laude. Or you can be magna cum laude, which is the next level. You can be summa cum laude, which is like virtually a straight-A average. That's Italian for really smart, right? It's Italian for very smart, <laughs> yep. So, Pete, obviously you didn't graduate cum laude. <laughs> yes, I know that it's not Italian. It is Latin, and you should it share your story about your Latin class sometime. I, no, I can't, I can't discuss that particular quotation that I get flustered in class once and I said something that sounded like nasty words and I can't repeat that on the radio. But what I would like people to know is that attorney Tenny Lance graduated from college cum laude, which means with honors. And attorney Mike Coleman, Mike, you graduated from law school cum laude, Mm -hmm. which is really impressive. And then Brody Houtman just recently graduated magna cum laude. And I was telling this story to people in the office yesterday and you know what I discovered, Mike? What? I discovered that Janet, a lot of people know Janet, hmm. also graduated magna cum laude from University of Massachusetts. Hmm. And I said, holy cow. I said something else. but So what do we get for that? Well, we'll, we'll have to celebrate that. <laughs> no, definitely, we need to celebrate that. We need to let the world know about that. I'm going to get some egghead hats from Amazon, and you guys can have your own little party in the large conference room. <laughs> No, but it's pretty impressive that one-third of our staff, when you think about it, have graduated with distinction, with honors. Mm. I actually did not know that Janet uh, went to college at all. That's the first I knew about that. So that's awesome. I'll have to tell her congratulations. Right. So today we want to celebrate Father's Day. We're going to talk about things that dads can do with their kids at various ages. Um, You should have a copy of this also in front of you, Pete. Um, We've got outlines. We've got a lot of material And can I give you one more quotation from President George W. Bush? Sure. They call our language the mother tongue because the father seldom gets to speak. Well, that is true in a lot of situations. Well, George Bush had a lot of Bushisms, didn't he? Mm. He had a lot of inappropriate things that he said and mixed up, but he also had a few things that were kind of funny, I think. So let's talk about some of the things that dads can do with kids and it's not given to everybody to grow up with a father we've got several people in our office that grew up without a father and um, that's always difficult Um, father can have a great influence on children and growing up and my own dad was absent much of the time not his fault he was overseas in several wars world war ii in korea and then he spent another 15 months in Okinawa. So anyway, um, let's talk about some of the things you can do. What can you do with babies, for example, Pete? Not a whole lot. Father's Day. 
<laughs> I actually my my favorite age for my you know my own personal life is uh, age like one to you know six or seven. Mm-hmm. I think that's the most special. That's the most fun time. And it's not to say that you can't have fun after that or before that. I mean, the first couple of giggles that a baby gives you are you know fantastic. Um, and my daughter is eight now she just turned eight a few months ago and I still have a lot of fun times with her and still a lot of great innocence but it's not the same as age one to seven really right um, and she, she doesn't want to spend quite as much time with me as she used to well you can talk to them you can tickle them you can hold them uh, you can comfort them I, I saw something really interesting just recently I was driving on my way to work I was on Slocum Road and there was a father obviously waiting with his daughter at a bus stop, and she wasn't a young kid. I've, if anything, I would say she was probably in junior high school. And she was huddled right in close to him, and she had her head just resting like on her chest. And I thought, first of all, it gave me a big smile. I thought, what a marvelous thing to see, you know, on a morning coming into work. And it just gave me a lot of pleasure to see that. Yeah, that's nice. I hope that I have that relationship with Charlotte. I definitely don't have it with Nathan, um, who definitely wants to be off on his own all the time now. But he's also, you know, 18, essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, Tyler is almost 15, and he will not show affection in public, but he's still very affectionate at home, at least. He'll give me a hug, tell me that he loves me, usually once a day. So that's nice still. Yeah, it is nice. Well, kids have growing pains, but most importantly, what you need to do with kids in general is to spend some time with them, isn't it? That's the most important thing of all. Yeah, and I think you actually said this to me since the boys were really young and Charlotte wasn't even around, that it's not, you know, what you do with your kids. uh, It's not how much money you spend on your kids. It's just spending time with them. Mm -hmm. And that's definitely true. There's so many free things that you can do with kids, and it's really they just want your attention and want to spend time with you more than, you know, taking them to a, a baseball game or taking them to the zoo or something that might cost money, even if it's not much. You know, it's money, and it does add up. So it's really just the quality time spent with them, going for a bike ride or going to the the free playground. Well, Father's Day is sort of a holiday in a way. It's it's not really a holiday in that you get time off from work. It's usually uh, the third Sunday in June, and today happens to be Father's Day as we're talking. Um, It's been celebrated since the Middle Ages as a special time. But um, it complements things such as Mother's Day and Grandparents' Day. I don't think I've ever celebrated Grandparents' Day. I wouldn't even know when it was. No, I don't know when it is either. Hmm. Well, Father's Day is celebrated on the third Sunday in June, and it was established uh, really in Spokane, Washington, at a YMCA in 1910 by a woman named Sonora Smart Dodd, and she just thought it was an important time to celebrate. President Woodrow Wilson actually went to Spokane, Washington to speak at a Father's Day celebration and said that he wanted to make it officially recognized federal holiday, but Congress didn't want to do that, thinking that it would become too commercialized. So there's a lot of history. We don't need to go into all the history. But it's been around for about 110 years, roughly. And I'm not sure. Can you still make a, a collect telephone call? I don't even know. I'm sure that if there's, if you can find a payphone, I'm sure you can. Hmm. I, I, I don't know the last time I've seen a payphone. Because I remember in the past it was always said that the number one day in the country for making collect phone calls was on Father's Day. Well, you should have set it up by saying the number one day for phone calls in the country is, is Mother's on Mother's Day. Day. The number yep. one day for collect calls is on Father's Day. That's right. I don't know if that's still true, but... <laughs> well, maybe we don't do collect calls anymore, but that I always thought that was kind of amusing to think about the fact that they look to Dad for the money and they'll call him on Father's Day, but they want to reverse the charges and make the charges be paid for by the father. That's <laughs> awful. I, I've always liked the saying that on Mother's Day we go out for brunch or for you know a late lunch, and on Father's Day the fathers get to cook on the grill for everyone. Or pay for the meal to take everybody else out. <laughs> it is true. Most Father's Day it's either... Me or my father-in-law or somebody cook, you know, one of the males cooking on the grill, you know, hamburgers and hot dogs. <laughs> hmm. 
I bet you didn't know much about Rodney Dangerfield and his relationship with his father. No. Well, he said, I remember the time I was kidnapped and they sent a piece of my finger to my father. He said he wanted more proof. I did actually hear that, yes. <laughs> I thought you were talking about a, a factual story, not another one of his put-downs. <laughs> no, Rodney Dangerfield was great for having some interesting expressions. Well, let's talk about what are some of the responsibilities of a father. So it's not just a question of honoring fathers on Father's Day and making a phone call or whatever, but what are some of the responsibilities about being a father? Making sure that the family is being taken care of, making sure the family is protected. So, Mike, let's talk for a minute about some of the things that fathers should do if they're listening and should want to do about taking care of their family. Number one is they ought to have an estate plan, I would think. Yeah, yep, absolutely. Fathers, mothers, everyone should have an estate plan, I think, Um, just to make sure that if something happens to them, that things pass to the children or to a spouse. Absolutely. And a lot of time that doesn't happen because people tend to put things off, but Mm -hmm. if you are a father listening or if you know somebody who has a living father and they haven't planned correctly, then they're not doing something that they ought to be doing. Encourage them to make sure they get their estate plan in order. Mm -hmm. And it's not just because you're looking for an inheritance necessarily, but it's going to be chaos and costly Mm -hmm. if somebody doesn't have a will or trust and documents in place. Right. Especially if you have a a family with kids uh, from different marriages maybe, you know, at that point you definitely want to get an estate plan in place, a will at least, maybe even think about a trust. So that's an important thing to do. Yeah. Do you have any particular timeline for or asset level that you recommend that people should consider doing trusts? I'm just curious. I've always suggested that if you have a house, if you've got assets and the total value of any of those assets is $200,000, or more, you ought to think about doing a trust instead. Yeah. Well, there are different kinds of trusts. So if you have real estate, I would recommend doing a realty trust. Okay. That's a pretty general rule. All right. Um, because real estate in particular is complicated. If you don't have a property and trust and you're just going to rely on it passing through an estate, uh, that could be messy. It could involve a court. Uh, once you get into court, especially now, things can be delayed and you never know who's going to come and try and make a claim against the real estate. So. Real estate in general, or specifically, is really important to think about. All right, so I'm going to come back in just a minute and talk a little bit more specifically about some of the things that a father ought to be doing to take responsibility for protecting his family. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back after a short break. Life doesn't end after retirement, so why should your income? Ray Lance and the professionals at USA Wealth Group are experts at helping people plan for their retirement and plan for income cash flow. Whether you're planning for Social Security, life insurance, annuities, reverse mortgages, charitable planning, college planning, or budgeting for a secure retirement, the knowledgeable staff at USA Wealth Group can help you find a solution to your financial needs. They're pleased to offer you a free financial and budget checklist. Please visit their website at usawealthgroup.com or call their offices at 508-998-8858 and they'll mail one to you. Also, tune into their radio show on Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. Money Wise with the Money Guys. No matter what your personal financial needs are or the size of your assets or estate, there's always something USA Wealth Group can do to help you improve your financial position. Their advice is simple. Don't lose the money and improve your finances. So take time today to get your own finances in order. Visit them online at usawealthgroup.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Money Wise. Our show today is to celebrate Father's Day and honor Father's Day. And Rodney Dangerfield also once said, I'm so ugly, my father carries around a picture of a kid who came with his wallet. Yeah, I've heard that one before, too. <laughs> Have you heard that one before? All right, got to find some new jokes to tell you then. <laughs> Well, let's see. How about Rita Rudner said, I gave my father $100 and said, buy yourself something that will make your life easier. So he went out and bought a present for my mother. Yeah, that's, that's accurate. That's accurate, isn't it? <laughs> well, let's come back for a minute and talk to attorney Mike 
Coleman about the subject of what should a father be doing to protect the family. By the way, poor Luna is under the desk as we're recording the show today, and she just crawled all over my legs with my blue pants on. So mm-hmm. maybe she's not feeling well at all. Nope, she's been going through some tough times with uh, her seizures acting up really bad again. Mm, that's too bad. Well, Mike, we just talked very briefly before the break about trust. Mm-hmm. And when you have a trust, basically, you create a trust and then you put assets into the trust, like right. a house or bank accounts or investments and so forth. Right. And then you name somebody as a trustee. Mm-hmm. Usually it's yourself while you're living. Mm-hmm. If you're married, it could be husband and wife together, I assume. Right. But then typically you're going to name a successor trustee as well, right? Yeah, that could be a child. It could be, if you don't have kids, it could be a niece, nephew, brother, sister. It's just someone that would take over managing things if something happens to the person who did the trust in the first place. And the the really important thing about a trust is that it does not have to go through probate court. Right, right. Which means it doesn't become a public record, a public document. Mm -hmm. So it's a private document. It's quicker, faster, easier cheaper to get assets transferred to the next generation. Right, and right now the probate courts are backed up. Um, Not any fault of their own, really. Some people, I think, are still working from home, so it's really, really hard to get in touch with anyone in the courts, and things are just taking a lot longer than they ever had in the past. So you definitely want to stay out of court, if at all possible. So I guess for estate planning, probably, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but at a minimum, you should have a will. Mm-hmm. But if you've got a little bit more in asset value and you want to avoid probate court, then you ought to be thinking about doing a trust. Yeah. But there's some other important documents you ought to have as well. Like, mm-hmm. tell, tell us what a durable power of attorney does, for example. So that kind of a document names an agent to pay bills and to manage property for someone, which is important if they're disabled and can't do that for themselves, or a healthcare proxy, which everyone knows about, names someone to make medical decisions. So those are really important documents as well. So I recently had a, a very detailed conversation with uh, my wife, Attorney Tenny Lance, about somebody who had done a power of attorney 10 years ago, and it was to a daughter. The lady is now in a nursing home, and the daughter who has the power of attorney is not getting along with anybody else in the family. Hmm. So it's important to think about if you've got documents, you ought to review them and update them once in a while. Yeah, and families are weird because <laughs> a lot of times they don't get along <laughs> with each other, unfortunately. Well, especially when it comes to money. Yeah, and We've seen a lot of that in this yep. office where money can really divide siblings or you know family members. It's, it's an awful thing to see. Mm-hmm. So well, that's yeah. why it's important to have your wishes spelled out, and it will really help to you know, um, alleviate some of that tension and stress and, and hopefully eliminate the fighting and the arguing over money because the siblings, your your children or whoever you're leaving your assets to will know exactly what you wanted who to have. So it's the number one thing that people fight about. It's money, mm-hmm. always. It's mm-hmm. always money. It's always about the money. And the other thing to, you know, to be a real father and to protect your loved ones is life insurance, which we talk about all the time. Mm-hmm. At least a very minimal amount of life insurance. And I mean, I'm, I'm saying this from the heart and I mean it. If, if you don't have life insurance and estate planning you know, documents in place, you're doing a great disservice to your spouse, your children, whoever. And um, that's not being you know, a true father. And there's an old saying, I'm not going to get it right, but it's something like, you know, any old man can make a baby, but it takes a real man uh, to be a father. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Protect your loved ones. That's a good expression. No, I think it's one of the central responsibilities of being a father is taking care of your wife and your spouse or your children. And so on this Father's Day, we encourage people, if you don't have your estate plan in place, you're not taking care of your family. If you don't have a power of attorney and a health care proxy and some of those documents, give a call to attorney Mike Coleman You can reach him at 508-998-8800 or speak to Attorney Tenny Lance. Does not cost anything to come in and have a review and talk about it and see what needs to be done. So here's an unknown quotation. A small boy's definition of Father's Day. It's just like Mother's Day, only you don't spend so much. You were talking at the beginning of the show, at the the first uh, part of the show about 
uh, what dads can do with their kids. And there's a whole list here. So if uh, you are a new grandfather or if you have uh, someone who is, you know, a new father in, in your life and you want to have this list, there's a whole list of things that you can do with your kids. And it's uh, what, what dads can do with babies, what dads can do with toddlers from, you know, age two to three, what dads can do with four to six-year-olds, what dads can do with seven to 12-year-olds, and then what dads can do with teenagers from 13 to beyond. Which is nothing. <laughs> right. And not much from 13 and beyond, although, like I said, Tyler's you know just about 15, and he still likes to spend time with me, play card games with me, and do things with me. But I'm reading this list, and it's funny, because I've done basically every single thing on this list, and um, I'm not tooting my own horn, but I love my kids, and I love to spend time with them. And I always went out of the way and still go out of the way to think of things that um, I can do to bring some joy into their lives and spend some time with them. Mm-hmm. And we just hatched butterflies with Charlotte what uh, does that mean? a few days ago. Every single year, and I mean every single year for the past probably 14, 15 years, something like that, I've got a cup or two of caterpillars um, ordered online. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a company called Insect Lore. Insect lore, L-O-R-E. Yep. Do you have to feed them? No, they come in a cup with uh, peanut butter at the bottom, oh. some type of mixture. And the caterpillars are tiny when you get them. And it's really amazing. In about three or four days, they're huge, fat caterpillars. And they start to spin their silky, you know, little webs before they actually cling to the web and then turn into uh, the chrysalids. And then um, about four or five days later, they turn into butterflies. Wow. And... Uh, I've done that since Nathan was probably three or four and then continued on and continued on when Tyler, you know, was old enough to understand and enjoy it. And, and then you take them outside and they hatch? Well, they, they fly away? Yeah, just let, release them. Hmm. And they love it. Wouldn't it be interesting if people could do that? You grow up as a person and then when you reach a certain age, you go into a little tube, you have lots of peanut butter and you, <laughs> you get fatter and fatter. And then all of a sudden you sprout wings and you could fly away. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds kind of fun, actually. Yeah, yeah it does. Now that you think about it. <laughs> well, I think I found the quotation that you were referring to. Um, I guess several people have chimed in on this, but Wade Boggs. Who's Wade Boggs, Pete? Baseball player. Baseball player. Famous baseball player. Very famous. Big power hitter. Yep. So he said, anyone can be a father, but it takes someone special to be a dad. And that's why I call you dad because you are so special to me. You taught me the game, and you taught me how to play it right. Nice testament uh, from Wade Boggs to his father, uh, who taught him how to play baseball. So let's come back for a minute about some important facts about American fatherhood. You want to talk about this for a second, Pete? Yep. So it's changing today. Um, Fathers who live with their children, tend to take a more active role. So who taught you how to ride a bicycle, Pete? Oh, I'm sure that it was you, but I honestly can't even remember. I mean, I don't remember a whole lot from before I was eight. I remember a lot from like eight and beyond, but... Yep, I taught you how to ride a bicycle. I taught your sister how to ride a bicycle. I probably taught you how to drive a car. I had a funny experience recently when your son, Nathan, who's... 17 was getting his driver's license and just starting to take driver's lessons and I took him down to Horseneck Beach one day in my car and I said Nate have you you get your learner's permit right he said yep so we we're on East Beach in Westport and I said all right I'm going to pull over you're going to drive home from here and he said I don't really know the way I said I think you could find the way so I put him in the driver's seat I got in the passenger seat I tilted my seat back I took my hat put it down over my eyes, and I said, okay, take me home. Mm. And he sort of freaked out because I wasn't even watching the road. <laughs> well, a couple of things. First of all, just to go back on what you first said, that the fathers that are most involved are the ones that live with their kids. That's a given. That's you know a fairly obvious fact. But that's you know the best part of being a dad is the day-to-day stuff. It's not the, you know, as much as it's nice to do a family vacation and, and have those memories, the things that your kids are going to really or your grandkids are going to really remember when they're older is the the day-to-day stuff. And that's my favorite thing is, you know, when the kids were younger and you're giving them a bath and you're being silly with them. I I used to take the bubbles and put them all over my face and head and they'd giggle and laugh like crazy. And 
reading them a bedtime story, getting them into their pajamas, you know, all of those daily activities, waking them up in the morning, getting them breakfast. And that's the, that's the stuff that I enjoy more than anything, and that's the stuff that they're going to remember. And it's even more fun when you can be a, a grandfather because— You get to send you, them home. You get, you get to go home or send them home. <laughs> well, anyways, back to the whole who taught you how to ride a bike— yeah, typically it's, you know, a father who taught you how to drive a car. Typically it is. Not always the case, though. Um, but I, I remember you, uh, when I was about one of my earliest memories, speaking of that, I was probably eight or nine, um, you had that uh, condo up in New Hampshire, and it was at the end of a very long, long road. And um, we would go out to a, a, a restaurant once in a while at the other end, and you would put me in your lap, put the seat back, and let me steer the car all the way back down like a good six miles. <laughs> and you obviously would have control if anything, you know, went out of control. But um, that would never fly in today's world. But back in whatever that was, 1984, 1985, I guess it was a little bit more, um, you know, appropriate, if you will. But then the other thing I remember is uh, Catherine, my sister, her first car was a little Honda Civic with the stick. And for some unknown reason to this day, I will never understand why you let her little brother sit in the back seat while you taught her how to drive that stick shift because I was cracking up and making fun of her the whole time every time she would stall out and make the car buck and she's turning around yelling at me and I'm laughing away. <laughs> I have no idea why you let me in the car. But when I went to, um, when it was my turn to drive a couple years later, um, you know, it was a stick shift also, and you said, do you think you can drive it? And I said, I think so, and I got in, and I took off just fine just from watching her driving a stick shift for a couple of years. Hmm. <laughs> well, um, the person who taught me how to drive was my wife. Yeah, I remember that. And I'll tell that story when we come back right after a very short break. So stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. This is an important announcement about protecting your home, your assets, and your family. For more than 40 years, the lawyers and professional staff at Lance Law, Inc. have been helping Massachusetts families plan wisely. At Lance Law, their only goal is to help your family reach your goals. This is what most clients want for their families. They want to protect their home for their family and not lose it to a nursing home. Most people want to avoid probate and have their assets go to their loved ones more quickly than a court process allows. And every client wants to leave everything to their family without paying taxes. If you want to help your family and protect your house and assets, call Lance Law today at 508-998-8800. Remember, if you plan properly, you won't lose your money. Call Lance Law at 508-998-8800 for more information or for an appointment. Call 508-998-8800. That's 508-998-8800 for Lance Law. Welcome back this great Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. It's a beautiful day and we're happy to be with you on Father's Day. And um, I just mentioned very quickly, so I'll finish the story. The person that taught me how to drive was uh, my wife when we were dating. And her father had a, an old Studebaker. That was the car that looked the same from the front as it did from the back. When you looked at it, the design was really weird, but it was a stick shift. And um, two lessons I learned. One, I didn't know how to drive a stick shift, so I would... You know, let the clutch out, and we'd go ba-bump, 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 ba-bump. We'd go bouncing until it could get a little speed, and it was easier shifting into second. So it's hard to drive a stick shift when you first start. Yeah, it is. It's it's like learning a new language. Yeah. And I also remember that um, your soon-to-be father-in-law on one of your first dates with mom had to come and uh, change a flat tire because you didn't know how to do it. Yeah, I had a flat tire. I didn't know what a <laughs> jack was, let alone how to use it. So we had to find a pay telephone because that's what they had in those days. Didn't have cell phones back then, ladies and gentlemen. When I grew up, we didn't have cell phones. <laughs> and, um, yeah, had to call home and ask him to come out. And the other car, which was a Nash Rambler, that also looked like the same from the front and the back. It's sort of a square thing. And he came out and changed the tire. He didn't say anything to just change the tire. <laughs> Let's talk about some money advice from Dad. So here's some money tips that people ought to know from Dad. Make money whenever you can. Get a part-time job. Do some kind of chores for somebody next door that will help make you money. 
I've always got things to do at my house, and I try to encourage my grandsons to come over and do some work with me, and I'll pay you for it. I don't feel like raking and doing some other things. But another thing is your money needs to be working also. As, as much as you're working, don't just take the money and put it you know, into a drawer or a sock or something like that. Put it in the bank and make some interest. You can't make much interest today, can you, Pete? No, you can't, but it's still an important lesson to show that it is earning something. Um, so that way when they're older, they can understand that that little bit of interest that they will earn, and I mean very little right now, uh, can be a whole lot different when they're older and they're actually investing um, you know, in mutual funds or something else when they're, when they're old enough to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's really important that your children or grandchildren should have a bank account. It's important for them to see um, you know, that statement or that bank book that shows what money that they have in the bank. I remember opening up the boys' first bank accounts, and Tyler handed over his, you know, twenty-five dollars. He must have been three years old or something. And the uh, teller took the money, gave him back his receipt and his bank book, and he said, "Where's my money?" And he <laughs> didn't really understand the concept, and I had to explain it to him. <laughs> no, but it is important to teach kids in general about money, whether it's a mother or a father or anybody, and. I think most parents probably don't think much about that, do they? Probably not. We still need to do, in the no time that we have to do it, um, the little video series that I've thought about for probably a year or more uh, where we can teach through video in a fun way um, young kids about money. All right, so write it down, put it on the schedule. We'll get together, and let's do a little video series about teaching kids about money. But in a... a, in obviously an informative way, but in a silly way that kids will, you know, want to actually watch and not be like, well, look at these old farts and who wants to s- listen to them any longer. So I'm not sure that's a censored word or not for the it's, radio. But. It's not. Okay. So um, Brody and I have talked about that, and he and I both have goofy personalities when it comes to kids, and you do too, um, but... Maybe the three of us should. Brody and I have talked about dressing up really silly. I mean, think about what these kids are watching on YouTube now. They're watching, you know, these people being really uh, out there and over the top silly. Extravagant, spending money, buying foolish clothes. Just, yeah, dressing really silly and just being uh, extravagant, over the top. And I first equated it to Robin Williams and Mrs. Doubtfire when he's watching this old boring guy do a show about dinosaurs and everybody's falling asleep on the set watching this guy and then during uh or after the show when everybody's gone robin williams goes over and he's doing all the silly things with these toy dinosaurs and the producer or not the producer the head of the network sees him and he goes that's what these kids need to be watching something silly that will teach them while you know being silly and keeping them engaged Mm -hmm. yep no we need to teach kids in general about money we don't teach it in school they used to teach courses in school about money so teach your children about money. That's something I've said f- for 10 years, 15 years, easily. I will never understand the education system in this country that they don't start in second grade, third grade, to at least teach them about the value of a dollar and why you should save money. And then when they get to middle school, teach them about how to balance a checkbook, even though they're not going to have one for you know a few more years and about investing. And then by the time they get to high school, teach them you know, more advanced. I just don't understand why they don't teach anything about money, credit card debt, you know, finance at all. And if they have debts, teach them to pay off their debts and teach them not to cheat when it comes to money. And you know the first thing that kids do when they go off to college, if they do go off to college? They get a credit card. They get a credit card because right there on campus are going to be at least 10 tables set up with different credit card companies saying, hey, you're 18 now, you can get a credit card. Yep. And they have no idea what that really is, what kind of a wormhole that's going to put them down. Now, so it's important to teach children, uh, if you're a dad, it's important to teach children about money. Um, don't spend th- and don't buy things unless you have the money to pay for it. That's probably one of the most important lessons you could. Credit card is a great thing have. as uh, an emergency. Um, it's not, you know, for going out and spending money on your clothes and things that you want. You know, gentlemen, one of my most favorite authors is Mark Twain, and he said, "When I was a boy of fourteen, my father was so ignorant I could hardly stand to have the old man around. 
But when I got to be 21, I was astonished at how much the old man had learned in seven years. Yeah, that's, you've said that one, I think, every Father's Day, and that one really <laughs> probably rings true more than ever. I love it. It's really it's true. Smart. I remember clearly thinking that I was the smartest kid in the world and that you and mom were you know, not so smart and didn't know things. And um, I, rem- I don't know exactly when. It was probably 22, 23 years old. I all of a sudden was like, wow, I was a real jerk. And I really, you know. Wait, I, are we recording this show? <laughs> I need to write that down. Oh, I've said this to you a dozen, <laughs> a 20 dozen times. Um, that you, you do. You come around and you realize that, you, you know, your parents were just trying to look out for you and do what's best for you and that you were not necessarily uh, a good person to them. And you come around, and I hope that that happens with Nathan soon. <laughs> He's been pretty uh, terrible, especially this last year. Give him a few more years. Mike, I know that um, a few years ago you lost your dad, and he had a tough time the last few years of his life with illness. But he was also a good provider. He was a hard worker. He worked in the insurance business uh, for most of his life. I didn't see a, a huge amount of him myself, but I had a number of interactions with him, and I was always impressed with him as being a man of maturity and hardworking and, and so forth. And so I, I suspect that some of that rubbed off on you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yep. No, I, I admired your dad. I really did. And... Um, you, I'm sure, did an estate plan for him, and you've done an estate plan for yourself, mm-hmm. and everybody needs to have an estate plan. Mm-hmm. You I, can almost always tell who had a good father by meeting them. Once in a great while, you can meet someone who you know, surprises you, and they didn't have a, a father really grown up in their lives and um, instead had a mother who did both roles. And, and uh, I know someone very you know, close to us who is like that, so... Um, yep. Those are even more special people. Yeah, there are a lot of families like that that um, don't grow up with a father, and it's important that they have somebody that they can relate to and associate uh, to and be uh, mentored by, perhaps. But, you know, even if you don't grow up with a father, uh, you are a worthy person, and you need to always remember that, I suspect. Yeah. Absolutely. And, um, you know, without getting the show, you know, really either depressing or um, mushy. Um, you mushy? Know, we don't get mushy. Well, no, you have always been an amazing father. You've always been a, a fantastic provider to your family. And, you know, so I thank you um, for all that you've done and continue to do for um, your family, including your all of your grandchildren. You always think about them first. Always, always you've thought about others first. Well, I think that's really important to do. Here's some money tips from famous dads on Father's Day. Warren Buffett said, Warren Buffett is one of the number one investors we've ever had in this country, who had his beginnings in New Bedford, by the way, and a lot of people don't realize that. Did you ever hear Berkshire Hathaway? Berkshire Hathaway was his company. I I guess it's still the name of the company. Uh, And one of his first investments was the Berkshire Hathaway Mills in New Bedford. A lot of people don't realize that. This is, this is the city where he had his beginning. He said, you don't have to swing at every pitch. When you're ready to invest, it looks like a fat, slow-moving ball. So one of the things that we do here, Pete, um, you can't give any investment advice over the radio, obviously, because you're licensed how? Um, securities licensed, and, yeah, I'm not allowed to give any financial advice um, over the radio, but I can certainly do it in person. I don't charge for my time. Um, I could, uh, but I don't. I'm an investment advisor representative, and we are allowed to charge, but I'm not, um, I'm not doing that, and I, I wouldn't do that. So what Pete and I do in particular is we do a lot of work in the area of retirement advice, retirement planning, making sure you're going to have enough to live on in retirement. We'll help you do an income plan. We'll help you reposition assets. Um, if you've got money... In a safe deposit box, um, you might as well dig a hole in the backyard and put it in the backyard because it's going to do nothing for you. Uh, If you've got money in low-earning things, we can show you how to make better money. Give us a call at 508-998-8858. I just wanted to go back just a minute. And, you know, the show is about Father's Day, so it's not going to be all about why you should get your um, financial plan in order, why you should get life insurance to protect your loved ones as a father. 
why you should see attorney Michael Coleman and, and get your estate planning documents in place. So it's it. I think it's because it's Father's Day. It's a little bit more special and a little bit more storytelling. Um, just going back about how you would give your shirt off your back, and you really are the most selfless person I've ever met. You always put others first, and um, well, only if it's an old shirt. I rem- I remember. I think all your shirts are old. Probably. No, that's not true. You actually, <laughs> you get nice shirts from uh, what's that British company? Ben Silver. British company. Is it Ben Silver? Um, no, I don't buy shirts from there. They're, they're too expensive. I like to buy their ties. Their ties. That's right. They're uh, Charleston, South Carolina. Well, anyways, <laughs> constantly. When I was uh, younger and off on my own for the first time, I would just happen to mention. You know, hey, I need to get deodorant after this, and you would just all of a sudden swing by, and uh, there would be deodorant and other things that would just on my front door just to be nice and thoughtful. Well, I want to give you one last quote before we take a short break from Martin Mull. Having children is like having a bowling alley installed in your brain. So keep that thought in mind. We'll be right back in after a short break. Life doesn't end after retirement, so why should your income? Ray Lance and the professionals at USA Wealth Group are experts at helping people plan for their retirement and plan for income cash flow. Whether you're planning for Social Security, life insurance, annuities, reverse mortgages, charitable planning, college planning, or budgeting for a secure retirement, the knowledgeable staff at USA Wealth Group can help you find a solution to your financial needs. They're pleased to offer you a free financial and budget checklist. Please visit their website at usawealthgroup.com or call their offices at 508-998-8858 and they'll mail one to you. Also, tune into their radio show on Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. Money Wise with the Money Guys. No matter what your personal financial needs are or the size of your assets or estate, there's always something USA Wealth Group can do to help you improve your financial position. Their advice is simple. Don't lose the money and improve your finances. So take time today to get your own finances in order. Visit them online at usawealthgroup.com. Welcome back to our last segment of Money Wise for this morning. This is Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to any father who's out there listening. If you don't have a father anymore, then you know try to do something to remember your father and do something special. I, I didn't get to finish what I wanted to say, um, and um, I won't go back into sure, what I was ahead. saying, but I'll just say really quickly, just bringing it up to current times, you not only um, did all the things that you did when I was first going off on my own at 18 and before and, and still beyond, um, but you are also doing that for your grandchildren. You're always thinking of them and doing nice things for them. And um, Nathan had his senior prom about a month ago, and my wife and I are just so busy, and we didn't have time to take Nathan to go and get his tux fitting. And um, probably something he could have done on his own, but it was his first time, and so you were nice enough to take him. And then two days later, it was time to pick up his tux, and you got a call from the tux company saying, hey, you know, we're closing in a half an hour. You need to come and pick up the tux or you're not going to be able to get it in time. And you called Nathan and said, Nathan, why didn't you pick up your tux? And he said, oh, I thought they were going to deliver it to me. (laughs) So you said, oh, my gosh, Nathan, all right, I'll go get it. And you flew over to this place and grabbed it right before they closed, which is just, um, again, another thing that you, uh, just another example of what you do for our family and how silly 17-year-olds can be. Yep. (laughs) Um, They can. So... We're going to spend about another five minutes with attorney Mike Coleman, and then he's going to excuse himself from the rest of the show because he has to go see a uh, person very shortly. Um, So I want to come back to what you just said about me giving the shirt off my back. It relates to something that Jerry Seinfeld once said. You can tell what was the best year of your father's life because they seem to freeze that clothing style and write it out. Yeah, I did that for a long time, and I didn't really think much of it until um, I realized, actually just earlier this year, that I'd been wearing the same clothes for way too long. And it started when the clothes started to get baggy because I started losing weight. And then I realized how dated all my clothes were and how baggy they were even before I started to lose weight. So Maybe you're just becoming an old man. Probably. (laughs) 45, yeah. Well, I want to say one more special plug for attorney Mike Coleman. And, Mike, you do an amazing job 
helping people take care of their families and protect their families. And, uh, you know, I'm proud of you for doing that. Um, I know that you don't have a father with you any longer, but you still have your mother, which is terrific. So I don't normally do this, ladies and gentlemen, but uh, this was appropriate for Father's Day. This is actually a quote from the Bible from Matthew 19:19, honor thy father and thy mother. Mm-hmm. So yeah. with that, I'm going to say, Mike, thank you for being with us this morning. <laughs> oh, I know you've you. got something else you need to do, so you're going to leave a little early. Okay, thanks very much. And happy fa- happy Father's Day to everybody that <laughs> happy Father's Day to Mike. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. So um, let's continue on with just a couple more things um, about teaching your children, your family about money. Critically important if you are in the position to being a father. We get a lot of confusing advice from all kinds of places, don't we? We sure do, especially with social media now. There's a lot of bad advice that people give and just take as gospel uh, or is taken by gospel by other people. Yep. Um, let's see. I was going to give a quotation from Fred Trump, but I think I probably won't do that today. Or actually, it was Donald Trump, but I want to stay away from politics if I can. And Dave Ramsey once said, The world will try to tell you that you need stuff to be somebody. You don't. Don't listen. Bob Dylan said, what's money? A man is a success if he gets up in the morning and goes to bed at night and in between does what he wants to do. Well, on Father's Day, is is Luna having issues? She is, yeah. Oh, that's too bad. Luna is the beloved dog in the office, and we all get to enjoy her company, and she unfortunately gets dog seizures periodically. So uh, we're experiencing a little bit of that right now. So here's some uh, closing tips that I want to give everybody today for finance tips that prove that Father always knew best. One, start saving early. As early as you can when children are young enough to pay any attention at all, have them start to put some money aside for savings. Uh, Two, budget, budget, budget. If you want to buy something, if your kids want to buy something, have them write down what it is they want to get, what is it going to cost, and how much money do they have to pay for that item, And then what do they need to do to make some money? Number three, spend less than you earn. Very important tip for children. And teach your kids a little bit of something about investing if you can. And tell them what works, what doesn't work. And there's just so many things and so many ways you can be a a good father. Should you do allowances for kids? Maybe. If you do, let them know that this is... A small amount of money for their benefit, whether they have done work to enjoy it or not, or to earn it. I never gave allowances unless they would do chores. Hmm. But if you think about it, maybe it's an interesting way to teach kids some money tips. And not all fathers know what they are talking about when it comes to money, so or, or don't teach what they should when it comes to money. So um, right. sometimes kids have to learn on their own, but maybe you as a grandparent can um, step in and, and teach your grandkids about money. Well, one of the things I'd like to leave people today as we get winding down, we've got about another five or six minutes before we close the show, is we have a lot of interesting handouts. We're more than happy to provide the law firm, for example, uh, that Mike Coleman and Tenny Lance work at has probably 50 or 60 different handouts. They won't give them to you all at once, but if you're looking for something on a particular topic relating to estate planning or Medicaid planning, uh, they've got a lot of information on that. In our office, we have Lance Law, Inc., which does wills and trusts and nursing home protection and ideas on how to protect your assets from the nursing home. USA Wealth Group, where Peter and I work, does retirement planning. We can do a free, no obligation, social security analysis for you. I bet you don't know that if you haven't started taking social security, maybe you ought to put it off until a little bit later in time and take some money out of a retirement account instead. We can show you which is going to be better for you financially. Very importantly, Lance Family Insurance Agency helps people with car insurance, homeowners insurance, and things like that. You can call them at 774-992-0789. 80, 90% of the time that Cheryl and Deb quote people, 
They can save money for them. And then, Peter, also you're affiliated with the USA Wealth Advisors. Yes, and uh, doing again, invest- I'm sorry that you're having to carry the show. I'm trying okay. to trying to keep Luna um, comfortable, comfortable, and and uh, calm, and try to get her out of this little seizure that she's having. So, here's a quotation from Henry Ford: "Money doesn't change men; it merely unmasks them. If a man is naturally selfish, or arrogant, or greedy, the money brings that out. That's all." So a lot of famous people have talked about this. Well, there's also a, a quote that I've seen. It's on Instagram. I don't know who it can be attributed to, but it says, I bet if you can't manage $1,000, you won't be able to manage $100,000 or a million dollars. So in other words, if you can't figure out how to manage $1,000, then you're not going to be able to, and you're going to spend that. Then if you had $100,000, you'll be spending that very quickly also. Well, I've seen that many times. I've seen people... I had a couple that won $28 million in uh, one of the lotteries. And uh, boy, did they start to spend that money fast. At that point, you could only take it in installments. And it was 900 and something thousand dollars a year after taxes. And the very first check they got, they went out and spent it almost immediately. And they came back to me and asked if there's any way they could get more money. So. If you don't know how to spend money, you're not going to know how to spend money, even if you have more money. But we've got a lot of good information. Um, what if you have a conflict in your family, for example? Does it mean you should disinherit children? I talked to somebody recently, a, a mother who has six children. Three of the children haven't had any involvement with the mother in years and years and years. She wants to disinherit them. Well, that's a personal decision. But if you want to do that, you better do some legal documents to make sure that's going to be accomplished. So we've got a, a good handout, for example, on 18 recommendations for minimizing inheritance conflict. It's the number one thing that people tend to fight about. If you expect that children are going to fight about money, then there's things that you can do. You can give them separate properties, for example. You can update your estate plan periodically. You can sit them down and have an open discussion. I know in my own family, uh, Pete, we have one item that I'm not going to mention right now that both you and Catherine are interested in. And what I've said is, you know what, maybe we're going to do is we're going to donate it to the Whaling Museum instead. And then we won't have to have anybody thinking that somebody was treated better than the other. Your wishes are what you want to do. That's fine. It's always important to treat your children equally, if at all possible. It's always important to teach your children if you're a dad. Harry Truman, the 33rd President of the United States, once said, I've found the best way to give advice to your children is to find out what they want and then advise them to do it. So lots of good fatherly advice uh, today. And most importantly, we wish every father listening a happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to you, Pete. I love you. Happy Father's Day. I love you. And do something to remember, honor, and say hello to your dad today. Thank you for listening. See you next Sunday.